Hey, hey, friends, welcome to another episode of Career Coaching with Tiffany, the Office Informant. I am your host, and today we are focusing on a topic that many of us might overlook. This is episode five in our series of Roadmap to Interview Success, and we're going to be talking about post-interview etiquette. Yes, that is all the steps you take after the interview that can make a world of difference in landing that dream job. So far in our series, we've talked about pre-interview preparation, the importance and value of researching the interviewer and the organization. We've talked about the in-person and virtual interview and how to ace the nuances of each of those platforms. Then we talked about common mistakes to avoid in interviews. And our last episode in the series was tackling tough interview questions. So today we're covering all things from the thank you note to how to respond to not getting the job offer. Let's dive right in. All right, we are going to start this conversation today with the thank you email. I am not asking you to go home and write on a card or a piece of paper, put a stamp on it and mail it to your interviewer. No, let's fast forward to today. We are talking about the valuable thank you email. If you are looking at a thank you email as a checkbox, just something that you have to do, you are looking at it all wrong. The thank you email after an interview is more than just good manners. It's an opportunity to reinforce how interested you are in the role. It's an opportunity to remind the interviewer of your unique qualifications outside of what everyone else has to offer. And so if they're bringing candidates into the interview, more than likely they recognized on the resume that you have the minimum qualifications for the role, but you are unique and hopefully you've been selling yourself when you go into those interviews, but the thank you note is just the opportunity to remind them of what makes you stand out. And then finally, it's an opportunity to recover from mistakes you may have made. I'm not talking about major blunders in your interview, but if you didn't explain something well enough, if you didn't put that exclamation point during the interview that you would have liked to, you can go home or on your drive home, you think, oh, I should have used that example, or I should have said this. You can absolutely clear up those small mistakes that you may have made in your interview in your thank you letter. So writing a great one is very important. And of course, I am going to share some tips on how to write a great thank you email. Okay, the first thing is you wanna personalize your message. Avoid generic thank you notes. I offer a template package of important emails for your job search You don't want to take one of those templates and just copy and paste it and put a person's name on it. Instead, you wanna make it personal to the specific person that you interviewed with. You wanna mention something that stood out during your conversation, whether it was a discussion about a project, an interest that you all shared, or just a specific point that resonated with you, you and the interviewer connected over that. This shows that you were attentive and genuinely engaged, and it talks directly to that person. If you are in a panel interview and you are talking to three different people and you want to send thank you letters to all three of those people, as you should, you want to send a personalized message 
to each of those people. I said this on a different episode in the series, but if you have one person that asks you about your management style, reference that in in the thank you letter. If you have another person that asks you about your systems and processes, reference that. If someone asks you about your communication style, reference that in their thank you letter. So each person on that panel has a unique perspective of whatever the role is, and you wanna tap into that unique perspective and how you fit into the role. So that's tip number one for thank you letters. Personalize your message. Tip number two is reiterate your interest and your value. Again, use this note as an opportunity to express your excitement, your enthusiasm for the position and for the organization. Reiterate how the mission, the vision, the values align with your value system and your future goals. Reiterate how your skills, your experience, your career aspirations align with the role and the organization. So talk about how this is the right next step in your career. And this can just help affirm, confirm that you are a strong fit for the position. And then finally, my last tip for a thank you email is proofread and send it promptly. Make sure your thank you email is free of spelling, grammar, punctuation errors. If you don't use Grammarly, I would rep Uh, recommend that you get the free version. If you're not willing to pay, get the free version right away. Grammarly is a great resource to make sure that there are no errors in any of your communications during your job search. And so you should absolutely use that or some other form of um, making sure that your email is error-free. A bad email can leave a negative impression no matter how well you did. Pay attention, capitalize what you need to, and make sure that you send that error-free, well-thought-out email within, I would say, 12 to 24 hours of the interview. And so remember, a well-crafted, thoughtful thank you email can leave a positive and lasting impression that just might tip the scales into you getting the job. At the very least, and we'll talk about this in just a minute, at the very least, it leaves a positive impression where you can keep in contact with those people even if you don't get the job opportunity. Okay, a few moments ago, I mentioned that I have a resource, a packet of four important emails for your job search. And the thank you email is one of those in that packet. And so I want to just read and share the thank you email in my packet. Remember, this is a template for you to tailor if you choose to use a template. And I will absolutely share the link to this template in the show notes. All right, here we go. Hi, manager. Insert the name of the manager or the person that you're interviewing with. It was great to meet you this morning. Thank you for taking the time to learn about my experience. I enjoy getting to know a little about you your leadership style, and your expectations for the role. During our conversation, you emphasized the need to hire an HR professional that could jump right in and contribute right away. I am an innovative problem solver, and I truly love building things from the ground. I am confident that my past experience in nonprofit programs and human resources has given me the foundation to be successful in this role. I have both hands-on and leadership experience in recruiting, onboarding, employee relations, and performance management. This would be a great opportunity to use my past experience and knowledge to drive critical work within your organization. It would be an honor to be a part of the team. I look forward to hearing from you soon. 
bam. We talked about how our skills could contribute right away to the role. We talked about learning about them during the interview. We confirmed our excitement. And now we have a personalized message that goes to, in this example, a hiring manager. But you should absolutely take whatever template or whatever you've used in the past and just take it up a notch. That is just an example of a thank you email that I've used before. Do you have an interview coming up? And the very thought of interviewing makes you want to run and hide. Well, guess what? I love interviewing. Weird, right? Well, I wanna share tips and tools I've used personally and coach clients on for many years. You can download the pre-interview guide today. The best part, it's free. Inside of this free resource, I share steps you should take before the interview, insight into what hiring managers are looking for, and a list of common interview questions. You can get your copy at theofficeinformant.com backslash pre-interview guide. You can also find the link in the show notes. Okay, okay. Let's talk about our second topic in this episode, and that is the dreaded, nerve-wracking, patience, waiting, following up, not following up, what do you do? So yes, the job search process is gut-wrenching and difficult. Patience is key after an interview. But you also don't want to sit back, wait, and wait, and wait forever, and never follow up. Following up shows that you are interested, and you have initiative, and you're excited about the role. But remember, follow-up has to strike a very fine balance between being persistent and becoming a pest and maybe communicating too much. So here's how you follow up with being professional and being having that initiative and not crossing over into the area of communicating too much. The first thing is you want to respect the timeline. At the end of each interview, you want to ask, what is the timing that we can expect in the hiring process? When can I hope to hear back from a recruiter or the hiring manager? When are you looking to make a decision? The interviewer does not mind if you ask that question. And I encourage you to get an idea of the timeline for the hiring process. It could be, oh, there's six interviews in this process, so it's going to take over the course of the month. Or we're not looking for anyone to start for the next 30 to 45 days, so this is going to be a lengthy process. Or we needed someone yesterday. If you're moving forward, we'll be reaching out to you this week to schedule the next round of interviews. So it could be a long process or a short process, but it's important for you to know so you know how to act in your follow-up process. And so what you want to do is respect the timeline. If they say you'll hear back in a week, you want to wait at least a week before reaching out. And so that way you're able to reach out and say, hey, recruiter or hey, hiring manager, I'm really excited about the opportunity with your organization. At the end of the interview, it was shared that you'd be making a decision or reaching out within the next week. I just wanted to follow up and reiterate my interest and excitement in this role. Can I expect to hear from you within the next couple of days? Or when can I expect to hear about the next steps in the process? And so that recruiter might, you know, write back and say, oh, we've already chosen someone or you're not moving forward. It's likely they're going to respond, hopefully with positive information. They might say, hey, the hiring manager had a, a personal emergency. They'll be back in next week. I look forward to talking to you again. Whatever that is, you want to respect their timeline and follow up after that time has passed. All right. 
Tip number two in following up, you want to be professional and concise. When you follow up, you want to keep a professional tone like you have in all of your job search process and communication, and you want to keep your message brief and to the point. So no long, drawn-out messages. You just want to reiterate your interest in the role, thank them for their time, and ask when you can expect to hear back. And so make sure that communication is professional and concise. Here's a bonus tip. If you had a really dynamic interview, you've already sent your thank you email, you've respected the timeline, and you want to do something a little bit extra, you can use your follow-up message to add value to the conversation and the relationship that is hopefully budding. So you could be sharing an article that's relevant to a topic that you discussed, or you could be introducing them to someone. They could say, hey, I have a need for this. You could connect with them on LinkedIn if you have someone that you'd like to introduce them to. It shows engagement, it shows enthusiasm, but you can add value while you're waiting to hear back. However, essentially, there is a point in the follow-up process that you have to know when to move on. If you followed up a couple of times, you still haven't heard back, hopefully that recruiter is, is um, respectful enough to hear back. Sometimes they wait for the system to communicate with you, like in our in applicant tracking systems. If you don't get the job when they hire someone else, it sends out like a, a template message. So you might get that template message, but if you haven't heard anything, it may be time to move on. You don't wanna cross over into that pest territory, territory and continue to follow up after that kind of that, you know, when you've done too much. Okay, so you have respected their timeline for the interview process and you followed up only after that timeline. You have been concise and professional in your messaging. There is an opportunity to tip the scales even further in your favor in the follow-up message and that is by adding value. In your follow-up. And so what I mean by that is, let's say you had a dynamic conversation during your interview about a product, a service, or something you all were both interested in. You could follow up with an article about that relevant topic that you both discussed and you were interested in. And so that just adds a little bit more value and it shows that you're engaged and enthusiastic about the growing relationship. Okay, so at some point, if you've followed up a couple of times and you still haven't heard back, you have to know when to move on. Let's say you followed up twice and you hadn't heard from the hiring manager or the recruiter. Like they haven't even responded and said, hey, we're still making the decision. You know, we'll let you know soon. I would say it's probably time to move on. Continuing to follow up can come across as being a little bit pesky. And remember, it's important to remain to maintain your professional image, even if you're disappointed. And so let's say you followed up your two times, you've added value, you've been professional and concise, you've respected their timeline. Maybe you can send one final message to say, again, I look forward to this opportunity. Um, if this is not the right time for me to join the organization, I would love to stay in touch and learn about future opportunities. I've set my job alerts so that I understand or I know when opportunities are posted. And I am also going to connect with you on LinkedIn. I look forward to continuing this conversation in the future. And that just closes things out in a nice professional way. 
And it also leaves the door open for you to continue that conversation in the future. And that brings us into our final talking point. Okay, friends, let's talk about you've waited the dreaded inter after interview time frame, and it is time to either accept or reject the job offer. So this might sound simple, but it's crucial to do it right. When you're saying yes to your dream job or yes to the next step towards your dream job, or you're politely declining the offer, the way you communicate can leave a lasting impression and can set the tone for that relationship to come. So let's talk about accepting the job offer. The things you wanna do when you accept a job offer is first you want to express enthusiasm. You wanna accept this offer and do so with gladness. You wanna demonstrate your eagerness and your commitment to the role and to the company, and it sets a positive tone for that upcoming employment. The second thing is you want to clarify details. Make sure you completely understand the terms of the offer. This includes the role, the compensation, the benefits, the start date, the work schedule, where you'll be working, any relevant details. And if there's anything that's unclear to you, do not hesitate to ask or clarify before accepting. Quick story. So in previous employment, um, I was introduced to an organization through a professional contact. The job description was never posted. There was never a job title or application that I applied to. I just started my conversations with leadership there in the organization. And I went through several interviews with the organization. They all went really well. And I was under the understanding that I was applying to a director of, let's say, human resources role. And when I got extended the offer, they extended the offer with a completely different job title. They described the role the same, but and it was still a director level, but it was director of something else that didn't quite make sense. Listen, y'all. I should have taken that as a clue that there is something going awry here. At the very last moment, we've been talking about one thing and all of a sudden when the offer comes, it's changed. And also the salary changed just a little bit, not to be alarming, but the salary went down about $3,000 from what we had, accept, had discussed all along. And so I would later find out I accepted this role. I, I had those red and yellow flags, but I decided to ignore them and accept the job opportunity, much to my demise. Um, I accepted the opportunity. I started in the organization and I realized there was another director of something to do with human resources. And so they had hired me to work alongside this person that was already there. And the reason they didn't give me the original job title is because they thought this person would be offended by that job title. And it sounds like they were planning to transition the person out, but just hadn't gotten around to it yet. That's one thing. Also, I later found out that the salary went down slightly because again, of this other person's salary, we're in human resources, we have access to each other's information. And again, they did not want to offend this other person. They did not wanna have that difficult conversation with this other person. And so I accepted that job offer all those, although those details and that uncertainty was there for me. Big mistake, I don't want you to make it. All right, the second tip when, um, I'm sorry, the third tip when accepting a job offer is make sure you get something in writing. Okay, 
Of course, you're going to accept the offer verbally, but you always want to make sure they send you an offer letter with all of those details in writing. This could be an offer letter in the form of an email or in the form of a formal offer letter that you signed and send back. But you want written documentation to confirm your understanding of the role, salary, and the start date. You don't want things to change at the last minute and you don't have proof that you were offered something different than when you accepted the role. All right, let's talk about rejecting a job offer. Ooh, so scary. So let's say that, and I have a story for this too, let's say that you unfortunately have to reject a job offer. If you're out there applying for roles, more than likely you were applying for several roles in your industry, in your field. And you might get more than one job offer and you have to accept one and reject the other. Again, quick story. I interviewed around the same time frame um, for another organization, a local construction company here in the organization. The interview process was fantastic. Communication was on point. When I was brought to the offices, I was brought back to my interviewers on time, beautiful office space, really nice people that I met. I mean, it was a fantastic experience. However, when the recruiter called to offer me the job, Uh, They offered me a tremendously lower salary than what we had discussed and even lower than the range that she articulated in the very first conversation that the role would be placed in. So I had my notes. I clarified with her, hey, when we first started this conversation, this is the range that you shared. Um, help me to understand that we've discussed the salary, you know, all this time, why is the offer being extended at this salary? And basically she said, that's all that they can do. And I did listen to those red flags and I rejected the offer. Here's what you should do when you reject a job offer. You want to make sure that you are prompt in your response. Don't delay letting the company know that you are saying, no, thank you. This can impact their hiring process because if you were their final candidate and there's not a close second, they have to start their interview process all over again. So the sooner you let them know, the sooner they can move forward with another candidate or start that interview process over. So be prompt. Second is stay professional and gracious. Like even when they offered me that salary that was much lower than the range, I still stayed professional. I said, no, thank you. And I fully believe that if I went back to that organization and applied for something in the future, which I don't plan on, um, but I could absolutely continue the relationship with that organization because I was very professional and gracious. And then finally, you want to provide a reason, but keep it high level. You want to say, Unfortunately, I'm not able to accept this offer. I was offered another opportunity at a higher salary level or that was closer to home or was remote or offered the flexibility that I need. You want to give them a simple reason or I just decided to pursue a role that more closely aligned with my long-term career goals. But keep it high level. Don't go into details and say, you know, you all made me wait in the waiting room too long or this interview process took a million years and I don't want to accept this opportunity or that person wasn't nice to me. You don't want to get into the details and get petty. Again, keep it high level. So remember when you're accepting or rejecting an offer, the goal is to maintain a professional and respectful approach and relationship. The actions that you take in these final stages of the recruitment process can have a lasting impact on your reputation. I don't care how large of a city you live in, our industries are very small 
and we know that people know one another. All right, friends, I have one more thing to share in this episode, and that is when you are facing rejection after the job interview, it can be very disappointing. It's a common part of the job search process. We hear no thank you, unfortunately. So I want to share some tips on what to do if you don't get the job offer. Okay. So job offer rejection can come in the form of one of those auto-generated emails from the applicant tracking system, or it might even be a personal phone call from the human resources department or the hiring manager. What you want to do, if you feel comfortable doing so, especially if you've worked with a specific recruiter along the way, you can absolutely reach out to that person that you built a relationship with and ask for feedback on your interview. This gives you valuable insight into areas where you could improve either a skill that you're missing that other candidates had or how you could um, improve your interview performance. So it may shed some light on other factors that influence this decision. So ask for feedback. I will tell you, as a human resources professional, we are a little a little bit hesitant to provide that feedback, especially in writing. And so you may get a, a, a very generic answer, but it is okay to ask. Second, you want to do some self-reflection on your experience. Use this opportunity to think about your own performance during the interview process. Were there questions that stump you or areas where you feel like you could have given more detailed responses, told better stories? Did you effectively communicate your skills, your experiences, and being able to do some self-reflection and identifying these areas for improvement will help you lean into those gaps and do better on future interviews. Okay, keep networking is another tip when you're faced with job rejection. Don't let this experience discourage you from maintaining contact with individuals that you have met during the process. So I think I said earlier in the episode, if you don't get the job offer and you've built a great starting camaraderie, let's not call it a relationship, but connection with the recruiter or the hiring manager, you can absolutely say, thank you for letting me know. I'm still very interested in the organization. I'd love to connect with you on LinkedIn. If there are future opportunities that may fit my experience, please feel free to reach out to me. So keep networking with those people and don't just stop there. Connect with them on LinkedIn, make comments on their posts, um, send them links to articles that they might be interested in. Um, So keep the conversation going in a professional, non-pesky manner. And the last thing is stay positive and keep applying. Job search rejection can be exhausting. It can weigh heavily on you. But remember, it's often a numbers game. Stay positive, be persistent in your job search, and the right role is out there for you. Remember, not getting the job offer is not a measure of your worth or your abilities. It's a matter of timing or fit. So use this experience as a learning opportunity and keep moving forward. Okay, friends, that is all we are talking about today. Those action steps after the interview are so very important. So make sure you write a personalized thank you email. Make sure you follow up in the right timing and with professionalism. You want to accept or reject a job offer in the right way. And finally, if you are facing rejection from that job opportunity, stay encouraged. Continue to build those relationships with that organization and the people that you connected with from that organization. 
and continue to stay encouraged. That's all we have for today, folks. I look forward to chatting with you on the next episode.